It's Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you on Truth 101 WXJC and PriorityTalkRadio.com. And uh, we are excited to visit with my friend, Mr. Tony Beam. Dr. Beam serves as the Director of Church and Community Engagement at North Greenville University in South Carolina, Public Policy Director for the South Carolina Baptist Convention, and uh, also long-term host of Christian Worldview, uh, live radio and podcast for, oh goodness, Tony, what, about 20 years you've been doing that? So, uh, yeah, yep. good to have you with us. Uh, Tony and I are uh, cut from the same cloth, I do believe, and he does very similar work in South Carolina that I do here, including uh, working at legislative issues and also radio. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. Tony and I know each other, but we've never been on the air together. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, Greg. I appreciate you giving me a call. I was I did the radio show for 22 years, and then back in March, I sw- switched over to Facebook and YouTube Live and also have a podcast, and it's called Truth and Politics and Culture with Dr. Tony Beam. So if folks want to look it up, they can uh, find it anywhere they can find a podcast. It is an outstanding watch and listen. I catch you quite frequently in the mornings. Uh, I sure do. All right. Well, look, South Carolina, you guys get a lot more attention when it comes to these presidential uh, primaries than, than Alabama does. Now, we've we've moved back to uh, – yeah, ours has been later, Tony, and now we're part of the Super Tuesday now. Uh, but, uh, you know, you guys get a lot more attention than we do. And I had, I had said yesterday that oftentimes South Carolina seems to sort of be that, that turning point or tipping point in uh, and, and primaries quite often. It was with uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know. Uh, in the last election. So um, you guys get a lot of attention. So I thought getting your perspective on this would be particularly interesting, and and especially considering South Carolina's own Nikki Haley is such a prominent player in it. So give us the landscape. What's going on in South Carolina? What do we need to know? What's going to happen? Just lay it out for us. Well, you know, just by way of a little bit of review, Joe Biden, of course, was embarrassed in Iowa and in New Hampshire in 20, when he was running in 2020, uh, came to South Carolina and Representative Jim Clyburn was able to mobilize and turn out the African American vote in South Carolina for Biden, which is why they, the Democrats then took South Carolina and elevated it above New Hampshire and Iowa, which has caused a lot of confusion among Democrats because of what is, what is going on in New Hampshire and how people are voting, but it doesn't really count. And which Biden's name's not even on the ballot. They're having to figure out how to write his name in so he doesn't get embarrassed. But um, anyway, South Carolina, as far as the Republican presidential primary, um, to be honest with you, uh, Greg, there's not a lot of drama here, hmm. uh, simply because today we just got the announcement that uh, Senator Tim Scott's on his way to New Hampshire, and uh, he's going to endorse President Trump tonight. And so that means that uh, President Trump has Senator Graham, Senator uh, Scott, and Governor McMaster on his side in South Carolina. Latest poll that I saw has, um, uh, just looking at it a minute ago, uh, Trump is way, way up. He's got 57.4% of the vote in South Carolina. Haley's at 25.8, and DeSantis is 11.7. Of course, DeSantis has been doing a lot of campaigning here. He came here the day after the Iowa primary and spoke at the South Carolina legislature in between the House and the Senate had a pretty, pretty good crowd. But um, I just don't think there's a path or any traction here for anybody but Trump. Well, I hear you, and I think it's similar in Alabama as well. Uh, now, I, I found it interesting after the Iowa caucus, Nikki Haley, 
uh, her her speech afterwards. She said, "This is clearly now right. a two-person race," and yeah. a lot of people took that to mean it was between her and uh, and and President Trump. I'm not so sure she didn't mean it's a two-person race between her and Ron DeSantis. No, I think she was. I, I I agree with those who say that she was positioning herself going into New Hampshire as it because she was looking at the polling in New Hampshire. Uh, she's the only one within striking yeah. distance. I think DeSantis is down about like 5%. So this was her way of shifting the entire focus of the primary. Uh, she's just going to ignore DeSantis now. I mean, I you know, she, she there was going to be another debate before right. New Hampshire. She pulled out um, because Trump wasn't going to be there. So she's just uh, they're just kind of pretending DeSantis has disappeared. Um, so he's still in the race. He's still working a little bit in New Hampshire, but a lot in South Carolina, and we'll just have to see if any of those efforts make a difference. But well, Tony, again, if you if you I use just, her reasoning, though, um, it's a one-person race. Um, you know, her and DeSantis right. both are hoping that Donald Trump disappears. Yeah, that's right. There's that's the only path that they have is something would happen uh, that would uh, preclude Trump from staying in the race. And I, I mean, I don't know. At this point, if there's anything that what that would be, uh, all of his um, his legal problems, of course, have dogged him. But there's nothing on the horizon that would suggest that any of that would force him out of the race. So it's been a little bit interesting with a couple of stories that appeared last couple of days that Michelle Obama might be mm-hmm. uh, warming up in the in the bullpen uh, to step in if they can get uh, Joe Biden to step out. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I mean, I've seen that story. You know, we've seen that movie oh, yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and and so we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But that would be that would certainly change the dynamic. Well, it would. I, yeah, I've been uh, hearing that and have talked about it before as well. And I look, there's things that would shock me more than if Michelle Obama ended up uh, swooping in to the Democrat National Convention and and taking the nomination. Um, think I've been that would it would be a surprise, but not a total surprise were that to happen. Uh, tell folks in Alabama about Nikki Haley. Obviously, okay, if it's a two person race, uh, you know, she's uh, you know, from your state, she's been governor of the state. Tony, I, I'm assuming uh, you probably know her and have some relationship, and certainly you've watched her, uh, her politics over the years. T- tell the folks in Alabama about Nikki Haley. Well, Nikki Haley was a South Carolina representative who was vaulted into the spotlight in the gubernatorial race, um, but really by Sanford, who, when he decided to take the money that he had left over from um, his campaigning and gave it to her campaign at a critical point. And then, of course, Sarah Palin, when she was the darling and the superstar of the Republican Party, came into South Carolina and, and did this huge rally for Haley down in Columbia and she went from being probably third or fourth in that gubernatorial race to number one and never lost that position. Got elected, um, served as governor. Um, probably one of the bigger things that she's known for is after the AME Emanuel church shooting, mm-hmm. she was able to get the Confederate flag removed from the state house grounds. Uh, that made a lot of people happy. It made a lot of people very angry. Um, so, she had, you know, she her reputation in South Carolina was steady, even. Um, she didn't. She was not, um, you know, a, I guess what you would call a conservative, who from the standpoint of being an ideological conservative. I think she's very pragmatic in the way that she leads, 
and pragmatic in the way that she approaches the issues as opposed to um, someone who would be more committed to conservative principles and a conservative ideology. I think we see that in the abortion issue, that she's been willing to move to the middle. In fact, uh, it's interesting, Greg, because here in South Carolina, you know, Trump's attacking her, but at the same time, his super PAC is sending out mailers connecting her to him. And the reason they're doing that is because they don't want independents, they don't want people that are moderates, people in the middle, to go vote for her. So at the same time he's coming after her, he's kind of, he's got, with his other hand, he's trying to connect her to himself hmm. to make sure that all his bases are covered. Hmm. So tell us about the primary vote. Can you cross over vote in South Carolina? Well, you can, but then that precludes you from voting in your own primary. Okay. I mean, if you, we don't have voter, we don't register by party. Okay, we don't either. Yeah, we don't either. Okay. Right, right. But you can only vote in one primary. So if you, if you vote in the Republican primary, you can't vote in the Democrat primary. But here's the thing. Uh, Democrats don't care, yeah. probably, if they can vote in the Democrat primary. There's nobody uh, – I mean, Biden's going to win. Yeah. So if you want to go out and try to be a spoiler, then you cross over and vote in the Republican primary. And, of course, there's been some discussion about that among – that, you know, our, our system needs to change. A lot of people want bi-party registration in South Carolina. I've been working on that for years, but it's never gained any traction. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same way uh, here. It, it, same thing, and it's happened before uh, in governor races and, and such. Uh, definitely it's happened. We're visiting with Tony Beam. Um, he's out of South Carolina and just giving us a little broader perspective on uh, some presidential and, and national stories that are out there. Um, would Nikki Haley, um, you, you think you're closer to her than we are? Uh, is she, you know, she worked for Donald Trump once before. As ambassador to the United Nations, would she uh, would she fall into that number two slot? Uh, happily do so, you think? Oh, I think she would take the number two slot. Um, I just don't think Trump's going to offer it to her. Yeah. Now I could be way wrong on this, and there's a bunch of names out there. I tried to come up with some of the names today. Uh, you know, people are still talking about Christy Nome. They're talking about Elise Stefanik. Um, they're talking about Ben Carson. Um, I've heard heard that name. Uh, another name that's been thrown around is Sarah Huckabee Sanders and maybe even Carrie Lake. So according to Trump, when he did his Fox News town hall, he's picked his vice president. He already, he already knows who it is. So the only drama is for us to find out. Now, that's easy to do. You just simply say that, and then you don't, you know, uh, there's no way to know who that is until the announcement comes, and you don't know whether he's really picked him or not. But uh, I think she would take it. I, I think there's a lot, there's so much pushback. Um, among Trump's base uh, for her being the vice president candidate. They don't see her as a MAGA candidate, and I, th- I think it would be problematic. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I'm interested to get your perspective. I don't think uh, I don't think he'll pick her or Ron DeSantis uh, to, for vice president. Like we were talking about yesterday, he'll go outside of that to somebody from a state where uh, it'll give him some influence in that state where he needs it, you know, I guess you'd say. Uh, would, would to me well, would be the you, smart you wonder play. about that. You know, Greg, Greg, that's the way it used to be. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder about the political rules anymore or yeah. political strategies. But obviously, used to, you want to pick a vice president from a state that you needed help. And you wouldn't want to pick Nikki Haley because, I mean, Trump's going to win South Carolina if, if he never sets foot in the place, um, likely. So, you know, and, and Ben Carson would be a national figure. Yeah. Um, I guess. Arkansas is going to go Trump. 
Carrie Lake, maybe. Um, at least Devonic's not going to give Trump New York. So yeah. it's uh, when Christy Nome's not going to not going to. I mean, South Carolina, South Dakota is going to go right. that way either way. Right. Hmm. Right. So yeah, and and it could be somebody that's not on this list. Of course, these are just the people that we know of, as they say. Very interesting. Uh, Dr. Tony Beam with us, and uh, let's take a break and come back. Tony, if you got a few more minutes, let's talk about some more yeah. South Carolina issues that uh, we know uh, South Carolina and Alabama and Georgia, we often run parallel uh, in our state legislators uh, you know, within a session or two of one another dealing with the same issues. So I think some of that right. may be interesting talk as well. It's Priority Talk Radio right here on Truth 101. Greg Davis with you here on this Friday evening. Hang on, and we'll be right back. And we're back in. Greg Davis here with you on this Friday evening, Priority Talk Radio, here on Truth 101 WXJC. And, of course, uh, find uh, all of our content and uh, information about the show at PriorityTalkRadio.com or just search Priority Talk in your favorite podcast platform. We're visiting with Dr. Tony Beam from South Carolina. He uh, works there uh, at the uh, North Greenville University, also with the South Carolina Baptist Convention and has hosted radio and podcasts for more than 20 years as well. Um, Tony, several issues, I think, that Alabama and South Carolina sort of have uh, somewhat parallel paths on. Uh, One is dealing with uh, gender uh, reassignment uh, for minors. Uh, We called it the VCAP bill bill here. We passed it a couple of years ago, the uh, Vulnerable Child and Compassion Act. Uh, you guys are calling it do no harm, and that is active right now in the state legislature in South Carolina. Am I correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. It's uh, H forty-two. Uh, Where uh, I just lost the number. Um, let me back up here. Yeah, H forty-six twenty-four. Uh, do no harm, and the the family caucus in the South Carolina House, which is about forty-six members of the House and about four senators. And the, actually, the Republican leadership in the House hit the ground running. I mean, the, we had a, a subcommittee hearing on do no harm the first day of the session. It was in the afternoon. And then they voted it out to the full committee. The full committee voted it to the floor, and the House passed it. So that bill is already on its way to the Senate. And it would prevent puberty blockers, trans hormone treatments, and gender reassignment surgery for minors. Yeah, we did the same thing here a couple of years ago, and, it, and it's been sort of, you know, uh, tied up in lawsuit. Um, you know, the Obama, uh, excuse me, the Biden administration got involved in it. It's been a big old mess. Uh, right now, um, it's went through different periods of enforcement to one level or another, depending on what judge it's been in front of. Right now, it's being fully enforced, and uh, there's still a trial to come, I think, in the fall on that. Uh, so I hope you guys get it passed. Uh, I do believe, Tony, this is going to probably be a case the Supreme Court's eventually going to have to rule on because there's so many states uh, and so many lawsuits right. out there. W- would you think so as well? Have you thought that far ahead on it? Yeah, I have. I, there's There are different versions of these bills, yeah. uh, different uh, rates of success in different areas of the country and the courts. Um, eventually, it'll make its way to the Supreme Court, and they'll have to rule. You know, the Supreme Court just recently turned down an opportunity to get involved in a bathroom case yep. and uh, raised a lot of eyebrows. But I, I actually was not too surprised by that. I think the Supreme Court is going to wait for the right case that will be, you know, as, as all-encompassing on this issue right. as possible. So we'll, we'll wait and see if we're right about that. A couple of other bills, real quick, um, that you might be interested in. H3424. It's called the Child Online Safety Act. It would prohibit 
uh, require, I should say, porn sites online to verify that the person that is looking at pornography is not a minor. Mm -hmm. And it includes a right of action, so that would allow lawsuits to be filed if, uh, if they were to violate that law. And then another one is a bill that's H4700 that would require um, Facebook, all social media sites, to, to have parental permission for a minor to set up a social media site. So those were the three bills that the House Republican leadership um, and the Family Caucus came out. I mean, they came out swinging. Um, the, the bill, the Child Online Safety Act, is in the full committee. It's already passed subcommittee. It'll probably be passed out to the floor next week, and I imagine it'll be voted on within a week or so. Well, very good. Yeah, we've had some similar bills here on those, but uh, haven't got them through. Maybe this time around. You know, we just had one simply that said, uh, you know, uh, uh, device providers like phones or pads or whatever should come with the uh, uh, the, the mature content uh, blocker turned on versus turned off. And we we had right. we, we weren't able to get that passed, but I know there's going to be a rival bill as well about the age limits. So uh, so yeah, very very similar. Um, talk talk gambling. South Carolina, you guys have a lottery, um, and and always you know, the, gam- the gambling yeah. is always pushing. Uh, and right now in Alabama, we're facing a, a comprehensive gambling education. Uh, would would uh, we would have establish ten class three casinos, and also sports books. Um, talk to us about the the lottery in South Carolina. Has it just has it been as great as they as they sell it to be? Well, um, now, you know, in South Carolina, the edu- it's called the education lottery, which means that a lot of the funding for the life scholarship, the um, hope scholarship, you've got um, different other levels of funding that goes to primarily, well, to state schools, but also to independent colleges and universities. And a lot of that money, I mean, that money comes straight out of the lottery proceeds because the law says that the, the money made from the lottery in South Carolina has to be used for education. That's why it's called the education lottery. So has it been successful? Well, you know, uh, my, my problem is this. I think that any time you decide that you're going to pick vice as a path to virtue, uh, that's always the wrong path. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's part of the culture here now. We're not going back on the lottery. No way in South Carolina. But what we're trying to do is stave off casino gambling. There's always people trying to get bills filed. So far, the leadership in the House and the Senate, and I think the governor would be against this too, has been able to push back and keep those bills from getting in committee or getting to the floor. Uh, one bill that looks like it might get some traction is a paramutual betting bill, and it's called the Save the Equine Industry Act, which is it, it's it's really interesting uh, because what it's supposed to do is funnel money to the horse industry in South Carolina, which has come under through COVID. They've had some difficulties, but 90% of the money from paramutual betting would go outside the state, 5% would go to administrative costs mm-hmm. in this bill, and 5% to the equine industry. And that's about, that's about, about the way gambling works. That's yep. about the odds that you get when you decide to depend on gambling. Well, it certainly is. Has the uh, over the years has the lottery held up the uh, the projections that they gave for it, or 
and, and and did did the legislature eventually you know take that money and use it for education, but then divert funds that were for education to other purposes, thus sort of canceling well, out? I can't. I can't answer the second part of the question uh-huh. because I don't know, but I can answer the first part. Okay. I mean, there's no question that the that money has gone to fund education from the education lottery. Um, that's that's something that that we can see now. Um, money's fungible. Uh, yep. Can that money, you know, can the can the legislature then take money and divert it to other causes? Of course. Um, but I, I really I don't know. I haven't looked into that specifically. But I know that it would be very difficult at this point to mount any kind of challenge to the lottery. It's here, and it's viewed in South Carolina as being very successful. And that's actually used time and time again to push other forms of gambling. But so far, we've been able to hold those at bay. Yeah. We're visiting with Dr. Tony Beam, and uh, he's appeared on Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, and uh, other uh, national broadcast and that now now you've been on priority talk uh tony so uh, you, it, that's it, the it, high water mark <laughs> my career, my the I'm circle sorry. is complete I am, I, i'm serious absolutely <laughs> another issue that I, you and i have talked about briefly before uh because you guys were kind of dealing with it at the same time we were now uh, we've gotten ahead of you on it unfortunately and that's uh that's marijuana uh you know we we did legalize marijuana in alabama we call it medical marijuana you know it's what we call it uh, and uh, well, we hadn't been real happy about it. Uh, established, they established a commission to oversee it, and it has been nothing but a disaster with one lawsuit after another, as uh, as, as as greed has set in, uh, you know, to get those licenses and uh, and be part of that industry in the state. Uh, and I know you right. guys were able to hold it off the the marijuana push. Where, where is it at now in your state? Well, um, it, it looks like it's going to be up to the house. Uh, to keep it from passing, um, I, I don't. It didn't pass in the Senate yet, um, but they, uh, it's pretty much a done deal that they have the votes. The one thing that we may not, uh, that we may be able to dodge it this year, is that this is an election year. Yeah. And even though this is very popular in South Carolina, well, it's popular if you look at the polling. But the polling, the questions they ask in oh, the poll. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, it, the, the way that it's phrased, I mean, you you would have to hate your mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be like voting against your mother or something yeah, to yeah. say that you didn't want medical marijuana. But uh, in any event, um, it, it I don't think the the thing that may save us this session may be the fact that they're not going to want to go on the record in an election year when they got to face primaries. Yeah. Everybody's up. I mean, 170 members of the legislature in South Carolina. Everybody's name is going to be on the ballot, except for the, of course the governor and the statewide offices. Yep, it's a, uh, they don't like to do it on that year. They like to do it on that odd year, no. and uh, then, then by the time their name rolls back around on the on the ballot, a lot of people have uh, forgotten, you know, what went on. Are, will they, are they going to establish a commission to oversee it and everything? Is that part of the plan? Nope. No? Nope, they're going to hand it to DHEC, the Department of Health. Okay. Um, um, to to uh, DHEC in South Carolina, which yeah. already is has come under fire for not being very efficiently managed. And now you're going to have something else. And I mean, it, it, nobody really knows what this is going to cost. It could be into up as high as a hundred million dollars. I mean, when you look at this bill S four twenty three. It has two hundred and seventy cannabis pharmacies, mm. thirty manufacturing centers mm. in a state like South Carolina, fifteen growing centers. I mean, yep. this is a red carpet. This is the infrastructure that's going to that is in this bill 
to flip the switch to recreational because that's where the money is. And that is absolutely right, and and that right. is the playbook in every state, including South Carolina and Alabama. Every state that has recreational marijuana legalized had medical marijuana first. Uh, that's just the way they go about it. Well, Tony, good yep. stuff, man. Good to visit with you, and I uh, I hope we can do it again. Again, tell folks how they can find your uh, your daily, uh, pretty much daily uh, podcast oh, and video. Uh, mention it once again. Yes, sir. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it very much. I'm live on Facebook and YouTube from 7.30 to 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. You can go see me there eight, uh, Monday through Friday. And the podcast is Truth in Politics and Culture with Dr. Tony Bean. It's available at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast. Very good. And uh, I'm, I'll look forward to being on with you sometime, and we'll certainly have you yep. back on with us, especially as the South Carolina primary gets maybe about a week out or so. We'll have you back on and see if anything's changed. But uh, I think Alabama and South Carolina are on uh, similar paths when it comes to uh, the, the, the Republican nomination. Sounds like it. Yep, sounds like it very much. Tony, have a great one, man. We appreciate yep. you, brother. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the opportunity. God bless you. Yes, sir.